Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host stormy bonatoni the Sports Betting Network. Big news as we start the show today in the NFL is the Washington Commanders wow. finally have a head coach. It's the Lombardi line on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. That voice you heard, the one and only Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. This show, as always, presented by DraftKings. And yes, wow is right. The news coming in just about an hour or so ago that Dan Quinn, Michael, will be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we said that probably all these jobs would be filled by Thursday. We called that yep. one. Uh, I, I'm a little surprised by this one because here's why. You know, John Schneider and, and Dan Quinn, everybody thought Quinn was going to Seattle. That's where he that's where he kind of started his career, was from the Pete Carroll School, was a defensive coordinator there, was, you know, left there to go to become a head coach in Atlanta, well-loved within the building, interviewed there twice. Mm-hmm. And they went with another defensive coach, Mike McDonald. Now, in fairness, they probably said, look, we've had a lot of Pete Carroll years here, 14. We need to go in a different direction. I get that. But what I found really interesting is that Washington would go in this direction, that the combination of Adam Peters and Quinn is what they saw as the best way to turn around their franchise. And all those people that were involved, whether it was Bob Myers, whether it was Rick Spielman, whether it was, you know, Martin Mayhew, Adam, you know, it seemed like a lot of people were involved in the committee. We'll see how it goes. I I think this is going to take Washington football fans to see it before they believe it. There are a lot of layers to this. Um, and the first thing that stands out to me just as a football fan and having question marks about the Washington commanders is like, for me, this is a little bit of an uninspired choice is the word that keeps coming to mind for me. And then him as a defensive guy being charged with them having the number two overall pick in this year's draft, drafting and developing a quarterback when he hasn't had a history outside of Kyle Shanahan coached offenses of having offensive success. You, you know, you, you read my mind. I have it here on the list. Okay, you want to go through it? Let's you do know, it. We, we, you can go through it. Zach Wilson, Salah. You know, Josh Rosen, Steve Wilkes. Manziel, Petten. 
Bridgewater, Mike Zimmer. Okay, worked okay. Luck Pagano, that worked well. Newton Rivera, that worked. You know, Sam, uh, I mean, Sam Ponder. I mean, Christian Ponder, Leslie Frazier. You know, uh, Freeman, you know, and and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Josh Freeman, Raheem Morris, Brian Smith. Okay, that worked pretty good. Palmer Lewis, that worked okay. You know, Leftwich Del Rio, not so much, right? Grossman Smith, nah, they got to a Super Bowl, but really, Carr Capers, you can go through it all. I think it's kind of interesting, but look, it, it depends on the quality of the quarterback. I think that's the other issue is they pick the right guy. I agree, it's an uninspiring hire because here's what, you, here's what most Washington fans are thinking. We fired a coach who lost a Super Bowl and was a defensive specialist, and we hired a coach <laughs> who lost a Super Bowl and was a defensive specialist. Like I, I was cracking up today on Twitter. They had a picture of the Washington hire, and you know, have you ever seen that clip where a guy is holding up? The, he just bought a new shirt, but it's exactly the same shirt that he has on. Have you seen that yep. one that runs around Twitter like crazy? I kind of thought that was true. Like. I was expecting more, but you know what? When I took a step back as a 76er fan and knowing Josh Harris as I do from studying him, I don't know him personally, from watching him run his team, it makes all the sense in the world. You know, it makes all the sense. He didn't doesn't want somebody to come in and run the team. He wants to make the players happy, make everything comfortable. And I'm sure Quinn's messaging about being positive yeah. and being upbeat is what won him over. Because, that, look, that's who the Sixers are. And when it gets tough for the Sixers, they collapse. Now we got to hope that when they get tough for Washington, they won't. And we know that connection, of course, as you referenced Myers and the Golden State Warriors and how Steve Kerr went down to Seattle and asked about how do you get joy? And joy has become such a mantra of the Golden State Warriors and the success they have had. I imagine Dan Quinn was out there at Seattle when when that took place. So maybe that mindset is something that was a draw, certainly. And I, I do want to like I don't want to just trash on Dan Quinn because he's he's a fine coach. No, obviously, he took the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl in three years that he was with the organization organization to start before things started getting derailed. Um, and in Dallas, say what you want about the way that things ended there in that wild card, just absolutely abysmal, tough performance. Like that's the lasting impression that we have, but he did still take that defense and make them the last three years ranked seventh, fifth and fifth in scoring defense. And you're taking over a commander's team that was just last in just about every defensive category, including scoring defense you can imagine. Yeah, and, but I think to me, when you go through Quinn, when the year he lost the Super Bowl, he had Kyle as his offensive yep. coordinator, right? They were number one in the league in points scored. They were number two in the league in yards gained, right? And then when he lost Kyle, when Kyle left and he became the head coach of the 49ers, that's when, you know, they went from from first to 10th. And then all of a sudden, all the numbers started to fall apart on him. So he's going to have to be, I would suspect he's going to hire somebody from Kyle's tree because he knows how important that is for his longevity. And I'm sure he's got the right coaching staff in mind. And I'm sure that played a huge role in the decision making. We just got an alert. Hold on here, Stormy. Oh, I called this on the podcast today too, by the way. The Ravens have named Zach Orr as their new defensive coordinator, replacing Mike McDonald. Okay. I had that one earlier today on the pod, which is interesting. Zach Orr has been coaching three years and he replaced Mike McDonald. So the Ravens did that. Let's go back to Quinn real quick. Uh, you know, look, it's going to come down to who he wants to hire as the offense coordinator. It'll be somebody, whether it'll be Kubiak, Clint Kubiak, who's in San Francisco now. That makes sense. And, you know, try to install the offense. 
the key question is, will they get the quarterback pick right? Yeah. Because Peters was there in San Francisco with Lance. I'm not saying, <laughs> just saying you got to take a look at that. You absolutely do. And we we know that the pool of quarterbacks uh, in this year's NFL draft, there are a lot of guys, and it'll be interesting as we get through that analysis who ultimately ends up being that number two guy in the pool if the Washington Commanders want to try to make a deal with the Chicago Bears, if they're okay moving down and trading positions. We'll see. That's going to be a very interesting conversation conversation topic, but we'll save that for another day for now. I think that is going to be a very, very important hire to get right for Dan Quinn, especially when you think about the retooling that needs to be done on that offensive line that gave up 65 sacks this year, as well as the quarterback position. And now that leaves an opening in Dallas for their defensive coordinator. What kind of a, a I guess, attractive job is that given all of the situation there with Mike McCarthy in the last year of his contract? I think it's going to be really an important hire for Mike, right? I think it's going to be a real important hire. We talked about Al Harris, who was on the coaching staff. Perhaps he promotes him from within. I don't know. He knows that scheme. Are they really really in love with that scheme? They had a hard time stopping the run in that scheme. It's an eight-man front. They don't do a lot. They were doing a lot. They went back and cut it back to more of a cover three, cover one. They're not a great man-to-man team. I was with a guy last night who worked with who a coach who worked with Zimmer, and I was asking him, do you think Mike Zimmer could be in play in Dallas? And he kind of thought he might be. So I think that would be a great hire. Mike Zimmer is a really good, well-respected coach. He's from Jerry's tree. He knows Jerry really well. That could be a possibility. And I think also Martindale. You know, Martindale's going to interview with the Rams today or tomorrow, and so he could be in play here. I think it's the most critical hire. It was a critical hire in Green Bay when they decided to hire Jeff Halfley. Hopefully that works out because I think this is going to be the most important thing these franchises do this offseason, like it was for Cleveland last offseason. Yeah, that Cowboys defense, it's no secret. It has some flaws. It has some holes, but there's obviously a lot of talent there as well. But I, I, I asked the question again, just about the attractiveness of that job, knowing that as Jerry Jones has continued to make clear, there's no promises, there's no guarantees beyond this year for Mike right. McCarthy, for their quarterback and Dak Prescott. Like that would scare me if I'm somebody that's trying to take a job in Dallas right now. Yeah, but here's the difference, though. Jerry appreciates really good coaching. So let's just hypothetically say he hires Zimmer and Zimmer does a great job, but the team doesn't win. Whoever becomes the next coach probably is going to take Zimmer and leave him in his job. Right. That, that one thing about Jerry is, you know, like Al Davis was, he doesn't fire the whole organization when he makes a change. People stay because he's not going to get rid of bad coaching. And so, like, Kellen Moore stayed when McCarthy came in, mm. right? So I, I don't think it'll be an unattractive position to come into. I think it'll be a very attractive position because you got a chance to win and you've got an elite player, one of the top players in the league, in Micah Parsons. What did, and we'll talk plenty about Micah Parsons a little bit later on in the show because he had some comments uh responding to some of the things that Jerry Jones said this week at the senior bowl. But when it comes to, to Dallas moving forward, I'm curious cause you, you and Femi obviously do the pod together on Thursdays, what he had to say about Dan Quinn's hiring and being the big Cowboys fan that he is. Was he happy, sad, no emotion? How did he feel about Dan Quinn moving on? Who Femi? Femi yeah. was pretty much, he, he was happy to see Quinn go. I think he felt I think like a lot of Cowboys fans feel like that. Stop. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think to me, and I, I can't prove this, so I don't know. But I think there was a probably a small, there was a growing feeling within that building that if Quinn went, we might actually get better mm. because maybe he's run his course there. 
And look, he did a good job, and I respect Dan. I like Dan. You know, I think this is going to be a really hard job for him in Washington. I'm sure he learned a lot from his head first head coaching stint to his second one. But I, I just kind of have a sense that the way Josh Harris operates the 76ers, player-friendly, everybody's going to Dairy Queen after the game. You don't want to play? No problem. Don't play. Okay, here we go. Everything's good. You know, what Brady said on Pat McAfee the other day is so true. Accountability. You better have accountability in organizations and you better hold everybody, coaches, players and staff to that accountability level. I think that's going to be what Dan's going to have to do within an environment that wants to go a little bit easier on what we're doing. Certainly a transformative offseason for a number of franchises, including the Cowboys and Commanders. And with that, speaking of accountability, a few coaches who were pretty darn good at that, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Mike Vrabel, none of which found themselves in a head coaching <laughs> job sideline. in 2024. We're um, getting interviews. I yeah. mean, Vrabel, I mean, how do you, seriously, if you're a Washington fan, forget Belichick. How do you, how do you not hire Vrabel? How is Vrabel not a better head coach, defensive coach than Dan Quinn? How is that possible? How could you say that? There's no evidence to prove that statement is true, that Quinn's better than Vrabel. There's no evidence of that. It's a head scratcher, that's for sure. With that, all eight of the head coaching vacancies are now filled, and I've got some burning questions about each and every one of them when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. You'll get your first year for only $199. Just use the promo code Lombardi. That'll get you access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website. Plus daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis and 24 video access, 24-7 video access. Plus our Super Bowl betting guide with best 
best bets and favorite props. Remember, all you got to do is use that promo code Lombardi. Get your first year of VEASAN Pro Access for $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's also how you can get all of the great work from our good friend Mike Somich, VEASAN host, professional handicapper. You can find him on the handle every weekend from 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern. Welcome in, my friend. How are we this week? We're doing good. We're doing good. I'm through about half of the, uh, you know, about 16,000 prop options we have now on the Super Bowl. So got to got to keep grinding away. We've got a two hour prop special coming up uh, from seven to nine Eastern here on Visa with Matt Brown and I this weekend. So got to make sure I'm prepared with all of the props to come for that. Hey, Mike, I got to tell you, our girl here, she's done tremendous research on Gatorade. Like she knows Gatorade, <laughs> right? And so ha- ha- have you gone down the Gatorade path yet for your, and I don't want to give it away yet. I know you, people want to watch the show, but have you done as much homework as Stormy has done on Gatorade? Well, I, I can tell you the last two times the Chiefs have won, it has been yellow and orange. Uh, yellow was a 10 to 1 winner last year, orange 4 to 1 a couple years back. I've looked at some of the Chiefs games in the past. I'm leaning toward orange again, Michael. They like the orange Gatorade there in Kansas City. So if you're on the Chiefs, I think orange is a good call. And when you're looking at the San Francisco sideline, uh, that seems like a team that would go orange as well. So I, I think if we're going to go with anything, it's orange. I generally don't bet the Gatorade color. I'm more of a national anthem kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Well, Reba, she sings it fast. She sings it fast, she Mike. Does. How are we feeling? Uh, I'm feeling the over simply because if you look at her, her biggest times, her biggest events that she's saying it, she's stretched it out. She's also gotten longer as she has gotten older as well. And there are there. The number right now is sitting right in that middle area of where what she's sung in the past. So if anything, I'm going over on the national anthem. This wow. is this is the wow. this is the hard hitting. That's interesting. Content yeah. that <laughs> yeah, this is, that, well, this is important stuff. All right, so you know you've gone through it. We've seen the line open. We've seen it kind of you know jockey around. It opened quickly at three. That got bet at right out of it, right? And then we see it go down to one and a half, and it moved back up to two. And so now it's sitting at two. So where are you on this? And do you anticipate being locked into a certain number? And you're over over under total and where you think that'll go. Yeah. So I, I unfortunately missed the three right when it opened. So I, I made this game, uh, San Francisco minus one total sitting at 46 and a half. So I, I lean towards Kansas city in this spot. I lean toward the under in this spot. Uh, I've been on Kansas city the last three weeks and I'm not surprised I'm on Kansas city. Again, when you look at my numbers here, I've been higher on Kansas city than most people over the last two months or so. And it's shocking when you look back, this Kansas city team is 12 and six against the spread coming into this game. If you take out the week 18 game, uh, which is surprising when you think about a public team like Kansas City, one that generally gets bet up quite a bit. So have a 12 and six season kind of tells you the market has been a little bit behind the Chiefs and what they've been able to accomplish here as well. Uh, but when I look at this and you know, the difference between San Francisco minus one, San Francisco minus two, not massive, about a 4% difference there. But to me, the intangibles are all on the Chiefs side here as well. If you look at the head coaching position, I'd rather have Andy Reid than Shanahan. I'd rather have uh, Spag- uh, Spagnolo than I would Wilkes on the defensive coordinator side. You look at the quarterback, I'd much rather have Mahomes and I would Purdy. So all of these other intangible pieces line up here as well. And when I talk about that minus one, that's if this were on a neutral and just any other game, right? So a minus, if it was a neutral in week seven, right? Then would be, to me, it'd be San Francisco minus one right now. The fact that it's a Super Bowl 
I think everything kind of pushes toward Kansas City. They've been there before. They know what they're doing. They don't. They were they fell behind against Philadelphia last year, able to come back in that situation. We saw them get out to a lead this year against Baltimore and able to hold on. So we've seen them play in high pressure situations, both ahead and behind and have success in these type of spots. I bet Kansas City minus or plus the two and a half right when the line came out, unfortunately didn't get the three, like I mentioned, and I played under 48. I still like the under here at 47. I still like Kansas city here at plus two. Uh, I don't love teasing totals, uh, but I don't hate the idea of playing Kansas city in a teaser up to plus eight oh, and taking the, we got, the total down we got a to teaser under. total fan over here. I'll, I'll introduce <laughs> you like, to her. We got like, a teaser total it's fan like over you here. Knew that was in my account because let me tell you that SGT has already been placed. I don't blame you. You're not getting it. Like, to me, this is this line is probably going to fluctuate between Pickham and two for the rest of the time. I don't think we're ever going to see two and a half again. I don't think we're going to see three. Uh, I don't see where I think we're ever going to see Kansas City as a favorite. So if you want to play a teaser and you want to capture that Kansas City plus eight, well, you got to tease it with something. Yeah. And your only option here is the, the total. I like the under. So I tease Kansas City with the under already in this spot. I do like that approach. But real quickly, because you you are betting Kansas City and it's under a field goal taking those points. Did you have any interest in getting a little bit of that plus money price on the money line as well? Because historically, when you look at the Super Bowl, the straight up winner is 47, four and three ATS. So a lot of people just say, hey, pick the winner and bet it that way. I would be interested in the money line if I thought there was value on it. Um, we, we've seen a situation here where the money line has gotten depressed very, very quickly in these spots. And you have to kind of look at it as, okay, what's the two points worth versus what's the money line worth? I think it's worth around 24 cents. I'm not getting plus 124 anywhere. Uh, and so if I'm not sitting here getting plus 124, I'd much rather take the two points than the money line. We saw when it was sitting at plus one, it was as low as minus 105 on the Kansas City money line. So the, the money line has rolled in on the Kansas City side as well as that plus two. I think because of that, that logic stormy where, hey, if I'm only catching two, I might as well just take the money line. I want to make sure I'm getting value if I'm playing the money line. Right now, I think there's more value in Kansas City plus two than the current money line offered. Mike, Kansas City's given up 23.4 points over those last four games you cited. They've only given up 14.3. They've only given up 17 points in the second half. They've been out, they've out, they've gotten 46 points in the first half of their 70 during the playoffs. So give me your read on Kansas City wins, what, 21-17? I mean, what do you think is the outcome score-wise in this game? Do you think either team gets above 23? You're a mind reader, Michael. We have for, for VEASAN.com, we got to put in our exact score prediction here for, uh, for, the, for the Super Bowl guide. I haven't put it in yet. I was teetering between 21-17, 20-17, to 24-21, I think is the absolute high end of it. I don't think we see either team get over 25 points. I think this is a defensive battle. And, you know, one of the things that people talk about on this Chiefs side, yes, they, their defense is very good. Their offense also just chews up clock. I don't think people realize how many long yeah. drives you have for Kansas City. And that really plays toward the under. And it's hard for either team to score a bunch of points when you've got six, seven minute drives happening multiple times a game. All I know well, is they, that, you I, know, not to jump in, yeah. Stormy, but they've had 16, seven play drives or more on this run. And they and they ate up 37 minutes last week in Baltimore. Now in, in Buffalo, they only had the ball 22 minutes and they were able to score a lot of points. But you're right. I think to me, both styles of play lend yourself to believe this is going to be an eight, maybe a nine possession game for each team. All I was going to say is I'm not following the Oz, the mentalist final score, by the way. Have you guys seen that from his Nicole Hardman no, conversation? So no. apparently him with uh, Nicole Hardman in the Jets in preseason over hard knocks, he did one of those crazy things. And he said that 
Nicole Hardman was going to be playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl and the final score was going to be 31 to 21. And so, of course, it was with the Jets. That was the assumption. But because it happened to be Hardman, who is now with the Chiefs, bettors are like the casual bettors are all like, oh, man, I got to bet that final score and see what it is. <laughs> so I'm fading the 31 21. But if it happens. Oz Perlman scares me. Um, wow. Last couple minutes here, Mike. I know you've got a couple bets in in the association, in college hoops. What you got? Yeah, well, we'll fire off a couple bets real quick here on the hardwood. So I'm going to take Boston, the Celtics minus seven tonight against the Lakers in the first half. Uh, so it kind of hits on a couple points for me. First off, the Lakers, this is going to be their fourth game in six nights. Not exactly a bunch of young bucks over there. So they're going to have to be up against it from a rest factor here. But on top of that, if you look at the best first half ROI team in the NBA, it's the Boston Celtics, the worst first half ROI team, ROI team in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers. So we have best versus worst in the first half here. And on top of that, the Lakers at a rest disadvantage playing four straight road games inside of six days. So I'll lay the seven in the first half with the Boston Celtics here. Then we'll flip over to the college hardwood here. My, uh, my hometown Gauchos, the Ooh, Santa yeah. Barbara Gauchos taking on uh, UC Davis tonight. UC Davis, only two losses in the league so far, both of those to UC Irvine and San Diego. Those are your number one and number two seeds in the league. They've each only lost once the Gauchos, on the other hand, five and four inside the the conference. They have struggled against a wide variety of teams. I'll take the three and a half points with the road dog here. UC Davis coming off a loss against UC San Diego. I think they bounce back well, get the job done uh, on the road here against the Gauchos. So I'll take UC Davis plus three and a half and the Boston Celtics laying seven in the first half at home. Give me that UC school system action. I didn't know I needed on a Thursday. Great stuff as always, Mike. Appreciate you. No problem. It's a late, late tip too. seven o'clock Pacific tips. If you need something to do late at night with the bottle of wine, you got a UC Davis, uh, UC Santa Barbara game. Michael, you'll be up, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no question. I can't <laughs> wait to watch it. Great stuff, everybody. Make sure you follow Mike at Samabomb18 on X, as well as check out the handle this weekend from 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern, and the Super Bowl prop special between he and Matt Brown. Diving into, yes, all of the very serious props, the most bet ones, receiving, rushing, touchdowns, all those things, but some of the fun and shenanigans, which we'll have some Super Bowl party props later on in the show as well. But when we come back, different game or more of the same for these Super Bowl contenders. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our code VSIN when you do so. New customers bet $5 and you'll get $200 instantly back in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Again, use that code VSIN to get the deal. The crown is yours. Fun fact about Super Bowl 58 between the Niners and Chiefs. It'll march, mark the fifth Super Bowl in the last 40 seasons that features teams ranked in the top 10 during the regular season in both offensive and defensive yards per game. And so what we're going to do here, Michael, is different game or more of the same. Looking at the most recent picture that each of these teams has presented us from conference championship weekend and finding out if we're going to see a different game or more of the same here in Super Bowl 58, but also keeping in the back of our minds what we've seen throughout the course of the season. So let's start with the Chiefs offensive side of the ball. Yeah. In the AFC championship against the Ravens, very, very stout 
defense. We know they got off to a great start those first couple of drives. End of the day, 319 total yards, 230 through the air, 89 on the ground. Just 17 points scored, all of which came in the first half. Two of three in the red zone for touchdowns. They did not turn over the football, though. Do you think against this 49ers defense we will get a different game or more of the same? No, this is how they have to play to win. And look, they've scored 46 of their 70 points in the first half. They've only allowed 10 points in the second half in the last three games. Mahomes is averaged 7.0 yard, 7 yards per attempt passing in the, in the regular season. That's exactly what he's averaged in the postseason. Now, what they've been able to do is put together seven play drives. They've had 16 of them, Stormy. They haven't been great on third down. They've only converted 18 third downs over the last four games, 35%. But they've been very good at second down play calling, and they've been able to keep the ball. The script, the script, the script. That's the key to this game. How San Francisco handles Andy Reid's script, because what's happened in these games is they have been very effective early and they haven't been as effective later as the game has went on. Now, two of those games, they've been behind Buffalo. They were behind at halftime and they were behind at they were behind at halftime against Cincinnati but they were able to overcome in the fourth. This game is going to always be more of the same because that's how the Chiefs have to play with this personnel right now. A betting trend that I think is worth noting about the Kansas City Chiefs, if you haven't heard about it already, is their second half and fourth quarter unders, by the way. And we talk about them getting shut out in the second half against the Ravens last week. They are 19-1 and to the under in the fourth quarter, 18-2 and to the under in the second half, something that just cannot be ignored down the stretch. But also, they're on a nine-game stretch, too, Michael, of scoring fewer than 30 points. And that's very rare yeah. for this team. You talked a lot about the change in offensive philosophy the last handful of weeks for this Kansas City team. But the average point per production of the winning team in the Super Bowl historically has been 30.1 points per game. Do you think they get there? Do they near the 30 point mark? Well, look, you could make the case that they can if their red zone is better, right? Okay. What has stat, what has caused them to struggle is red zone against Miami. Didn't get it in the end zone there. They they kind of played keep away from Baltimore. They really weren't a red zone. They turned the ball over in the red zone on downs, which was the fir- only fourth down that they didn't get over the stretch. They've had four of them. They were three for four. That was the one they didn't get. So I, I think for me, the way they play, it really is going to come down to their effectiveness in the red zone. Can they score in the red zone? And one thing about this 49er team, and I know this is going to pain you when I tell you, Don't do it. during the regular season, they score, they allowed 10 touchdowns rushing. Yeah. During the postseason, they've already allowed five. If Kansas City can run the ball into the end zone, like teams have done against San Francisco, they'll get to 31. And we know that Kansas City has. Isaiah Pacheco has been a touchdown machine the last eight games. Uh, so certainly something that is a concern for San Francisco. And we'll we'll dive into San Francisco's defense in a moment. But let's start sticking with the theme of offense here and go to the 49ers, who it's kind of a complete opposite case for what we saw from Kansas City last week, where they have all that success in the first half. And then the second half, they're just kind of playing conservative, conservative and doing what it takes to win. The 49ers were down 24 to seven at halftime against the Lions, could not get their offense in gear, end up just being phenomenal in the second half. Brock Purdy was a different guy. They finished winning 34, 31, 413 total yards, 258 passing 155 on the ground. They were four of five for red zone touchdown, 6.3 yards per play different game or more of the same for this offense, knowing that Spags defense is going to come ready to play. 
Well, well look, they, they haven't scored in the first quarter in the two playoff games, San Francisco 49ers. And they can't have that. They got to play. They got to start fast. They got to stay attached. They've had two home playoff games. They've had nine penalties called on them. They've only their opponents only had three. Yeah. Now, where the difference really comes into is can they can they get this offense back to where it needs to go? During the regular season, Stormy, they averaged six point six yards per play. During the playoffs, they're down to five point nine. Right. So not only have they given up more yards in terms of of their defense during the regular season, they only allowed five yards per play during the postseason they're at five, eight. So they've lost 7.7 yards during the postseason from the regular season. And they've lost and they've gained nine yard point nine yards of defense. So that's got to change. We can't have more of the same. And it starts with their offense. You know, they're down 14 to nothing. That first drive, they missed the field goal. They're going to have to start faster in this game because here's what I do know. I'm going to keep saying this for the next 10 days. It's the script, the script, the script. What Andy Reid wants to do, you better make sure you got an answer. And what Kyle wants to do, he better make sure he has an answer. And what we talked about yesterday in Why Not Wednesday, we had that prop plus 170 for the San Francisco 49ers to win, but having to come from behind the way that they did against the Green Bay Packers, against the Lions. You said, no, thank you. I'm not interested because if the 49ers are going to win, they need to get out from in front and maintain it from that standpoint. And I think that's great, especially when we look at this Chiefs defense that is coming in hot after what they did, stifling the soon-to-be MVP in Lamar Jackson and that Ravens offense and how good they are, held them just 10 points, sacked Lamar Jackson four times, forced three turnovers, did not let them do anything in the red zone this game. Um, different game or more of the same for the Chiefs defense in terms of your expectations for the way that they're going to come for Brock Purdy in this offensive unit. Yeah, I, I think they're going to continue to play well. I mean, they've played well all year, only have given up 14 points. I think you're going to have to make, they're going to have to make some explosive plays. And the more I study this game, Ayuk, 17 yards plus average down the field. They're, he's going to have to make a play mm. down the field, right? And the thing about Kittle is, Kittle's kind of a unique player. Averages 15 yards a catch. Kittle's not your typical tight end who has a, a 70% catch percentage and a 12-yard uh, average or an 11-yard. He's got 15. He gets down the field. They are going to need to win against man coverage. They are going to have to make plays down the field, and they're going to have to make plays outside the numbers, what Baltimore couldn't do. Now, Purdy throws the ball better outside the numbers than Lamar does. He also throws it well inside. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to rattle this a little bit because it, the Kansas City's defense is the strength of their team. And we're going to get more of the same. Now, can they deal with it? I think they probably can, knowing Kyle. Yeah, both defenses, it's going to be interesting how, how they're able to manage the run because neither run defense is, is something to write home about. And you've got Isaiah Pacheco on one side and Christian McCaffrey on the other. So a, an interesting dynamic. And now to go back to the 49ers defense side of things where we usually think of this as, you know, this stout, tough, aggressive 49ers defense hasn't really looked like that picture as much lately. They had very little resistance to Detroit in the first half, surrendered 18 first downs, gave the Lions, uh, allowed the Lions rather to convert five of seven third downs in the first half. They came out to a 14 nothing lead their opening two drives, only needing to face and convert one third down in the process. Overall on the day, they gave up 442 yards, 6.1 yards per play, as you were kind of referencing earlier, and 31 points. Did force a turnover, though, and I think that'll be really important to see if they can get one against this Chiefs offense. 
It's got to be. They got to. It can't be more of the same. They've got to change. Yeah. They got to play faster. They got to tackle better. They didn't tackle well. Look at the two long run. Look at the runs for touchdowns. They didn't yeah. tackle well. They've got to play better in the red zone. I mean, they let the team. They've let teams run the ball in five times. That's not typically what a great defense does. And they've got to. Here's where they got to get really good. I mean, in the regular season, they were 40.9 percent on third down. That ranked 24th in the league. 40.9. They're up to 52 in the playoffs. Teams are moving the ball on them like crazy on third down. That's got to change. You know, they allowed 9.6 per reception in the regular season per catch. Now it's up to 12.1. This is going to have to change. And if you're betting San Francisco and laying the two, you're saying they're going to change what they do. They're going to play better. And I don't know if there's evidence that says that to be true. The thing that was probably the most frustrating in the first half of that game against Detroit last week was allowing those third and longs. Like how many of those were they letting Detroit convert third and 12, that third and 18? You know, you put them in that position, you got to get the ball back. So um, yeah, against a Kansas City team that we know is is capable of doing what they are, got to stand tall. Uh, We're going to hit the break here when we come back, resetting for hour two of the Lombardi line. And the big news in the NFL that all eight head coaching vacancies have now been filled, including Dan Quinn to the commanders today. We'll get into it all when we come back on the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our code VSIN. New customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Again, use that code VSIN. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. The latest number, 49ers, sitting pretty as a two-point favorite against the Kansas City Chiefs, who find themselves in their fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. Total, 47 and a half. And listen, Michael, we have had a lot of serious talk today about coaches and program building. I love that. It's been great. But we need to close the show on a little bit of a fun note, if you're with me, because I have done way too much research on these novelty props for the people at home. So anybody listening, if you've got your mom or your sister, your brother, your wily neighbor that doesn't typically watch sports, they're coming to the Super Bowl party and they're looking for something fun to bet. We have you covered here. And one thing that I found particularly cool was that usually for the coin toss bets, we see that being a minus 105 price, which I always say is so weak. It's a 50-50 shot. It should be even money. Pick heads or tails and call it a day. Nobody does that. DraftKings is doing that. They're making it an even money price. And I think that is really cool. Um, So, Michael, heads or tails, what would you Mm -hmm. be picking this year? 50-50 shot, what would you like? I take heads all the time. You do. You're not of the tails never fails believers. No, I I always think heads is going to come in, you know, I just kind of do. I I don't know why, but I kind of do. So it's been a pretty even split historically. We've had 28 heads and 29 tails. So the 50-50 shot is is true. Last year it was tails though, Michael. The Chiefs called tails, won the toss, and won the game. You see on your screen there, seven of the last 10 coin tosses have been tails. Um, But there are a bunch of other options that you can bet this too. In addition to just heads or tails, you can bet the team to win the toss. Will the team that won the coin toss win the game? And while, as I just said, the Chiefs did it last year, it's not been a profitable position Overall, though, eight of the last nine Super Bowls, the team that won the toss lost the game. How sad is that? Yeah, that's a team that won the toss, lost the game. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. You know, and, and what is the defer? Did you go through the defer if they defer or keep it? Because we've been seeing not. lately that teams have, have not been deferring on the same level that we've seen it in the past. We've seen more of a, a I want the ball. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen uh, Matt LaFleur just grab the ball and go with it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and that was even something last week that I said to a lot of people about the 49ers-Lions game was that the Lions changed their tune down the stretch. So you knew whatever happened with the coin toss that the 49ers were going to defer because that's their game plan. But Detroit was probably going to keep the ball. Um, and so that was why like De- Detroit to score first, I felt like seemed like a good bet. If you were looking for first touchdown scores, that seemed like the way to go. As we saw that ended up happening and they went up 14, nothing. But uh, I know yesterday you were very curious about, about Gatorade, Michael. So purple, I didn't want to say this to, to Samich earlier because we were moving around talking about a lot of things. Orange did not actually win last year. It won when the Chiefs beat the 49ers a couple years ago. But last year, the Chiefs had purple. They had orange in the AFC championship win. So I understand the discrepancy there. Purple was the longest shot last year and ended up winning. But as you see on your screen there, cool blue has been the winner. It's in a cash cow three of the last five years that blue has won. That's plus 330. But purple is the favorite to repeat. Do you think we could see Kansas City go back to back? or go back to old faithful orange that they used to win in the Super Bowl against San Francisco specifically. I think I'd go back to orange. If you think the Chiefs are going to win, they're going to drink orange. Well, they went purple last year. Mm. I know. I think they go purple because obviously they like, as I said yesterday, who doesn't love purple, right? 
You know, you don't Me. like purple. I'm the you only said one. you didn't like grape. So <laughs> yeah, sickening. I'm not a fan. <laughs> But, but I, I'd go with what they had before, right? There's no question. I'd go with what they had before. So orange, like I said, that was the 2020 win for the Niners. That's plus 330. It's hit five times in the last 14 years. Red, which is a primary color for both teams, and fruit punch being one of the more popular flavors in the U.S., has never been chosen. And I still think that's just fascinating that red has never been used in the 57-year history of the Super Bowl. That's five to one. So very similar to the... Lions, Jags, Texans, and Browns never made an appearance. But um, uh, water clear, second longest drought. They're twelve to one, um, and no Gatorade bath is twenty to one. But that's as you like to say, a St. Jude's play. We all know that somebody's going to get dumped, right? Yeah, somebody's getting Gatorade, and somebody's going to Disney, right? Are, are they still oh, going yeah. to Disney? I they think we be. still are, right? Going to Disney World. So that's our that's our Gatorade breakdown. We're trying to quench your thirst for knowledge around the big game. How about the halftime show, Michael? Because we've got some Usher props coming up now. Well, you know, listen, we know you know the Bruce catalog. You know all these things. Right. You hit me with meatloaf references that I can't understand. What's your Usher knowledge? You know, uh, I would say burn. Okay. Uh, you got it bad, probably. Wow. Uh, love it in this. Love it in this club. I think, or may, actually, think of you. I would say that it's an old one, but I would go Michael, there. Michael, I am so impressed right now. I, I see, and that just. I mean, look, you know, you got to be well rounded. I mean, you got to be well rounded in this, you know. I am very impressed. His, his, I try. his total. I mean, I, but I gave you a lot of old Usher, though. You know, like I was giving you stuff off of, off of, you know, 8701, and I was giving you stuff off of 1994, you know, so. You know, I mean, but I'm an old school guy. You got to go with Usher. I'm a I'll enjoy it. I'm a confessions fan. I see. This is how I know that I've reached the generation gap of the younger kids, because something I just casually say when I leave rooms is peace up a town down. And people have no idea what I'm talking about. But it's one of Usher's most famous <laughs> songs, period. Um, so neither here nor there. But like love confessions. Love you. Remind me. Love all that stuff. So his total for how many songs will be played is eight and a half. We also know that he has like like collabed with everyone, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Ludacris, Lil Wayne, all these people. So there's a over under two and a half of how many guest appearances, performers that we will have as well, which I think is great. Um, and I was talking oh, to Elliot, yeah. Michael, you've got to know this, but I think this is one of the coolest stories period around the halftime show is how networks began doing the halftime show period. And like, I, you're such a historian, you probably know already in 1992, what happened? Well, Michael Jackson was there, right? Didn't, didn't Michael Jackson, and they had to, uh, I forget, it was something with Michael Jackson. I forget yeah. the whole thing, but he was the first halftime show, right? Yes, and I just found this fascinating that before it was just kind of like a whatever type of a thing at halftime up until that 1993 year where Michael Jackson was the first official, like real halftime performer. They just did kind of like ho-hum things at halftime to buy the time. But in 1992, in Living Color, recognized that there are going to be all of these people watching TV. If we do a live show as counter pro programming, specifically during the Super Bowl, we do a countdown clock in there so people know when the game is going to be coming back. We can draw some of those eyeballs. And over 11 million people turned the channel that year from CBS to Fox and networks ever since then were like, we are never letting this happen ever again and decided that Michael Jackson was going to be the halftime performer the next year. They spent a million dollars for Michael and the TV audience 
audience rose from 79.5 million the year prior to 133.4 million that next year and has just continued to grow and soar every year since. And now the halftime show is such a staple of like everyone and their mother and people that don't even like sports want to tune in and watch the halftime performance. Well, and I think what you made a great point, they paid originally for Jackson, right? Now they don't have to pay. Correct. And so let's go back to that prop, two and a half on guest. Yes. Like if Usher calls anybody up, they're going to say yes, because this rating for this television, for this halftime show is going to be astronomical. Like mm-hmm. who, like I bet Usher has, has got to have somebody say, no, no, you can't come on. You can't come on. Like he could have his pick of anybody. Absolutely. And, and they'll pay for it and they'll fly themselves in. I mean, you're talking about unbelievable media coverage. So I think I lean to the over. Why not? I mean, I went and saw Billy Joel close out Shea Stadium one year. It was long ago when Shea was getting torn down for Citibank uh, Stadium. And he would bring out guests. I mean, you know, during that, and McCartney was the last guest. He flew over that day from London. He barely got in. He got got a police escort from Kennedy over to the stadium. He made it just in time. But I think we had like Garth Brooks, McCartney, Tony Bennett, and John Legend. There was like Mm -hmm. five people came up on that stage. I I think the overs in play here because... He's going to have all these people want to get on TV. I like and, that. And it won't be. And, and John Lynch, John Lynch might get on stage because <laughs> nobody wants to get on stage more than John Lynch. I love it. Uh, I love that back and forth, by the way, in the Mike Dove segment for anybody who hasn't seen it of Kyle Shanahan before the NFC championship saying bye to John Lynch on the field and said, hey, I'll see you on stage. I like that. I like that. Very good. Um, but we, You know, I kept saying on the pod afterwards, I'm like, was you know, he was dying for somebody to interview him. He was like looking all over. And when I heard that little thing, I said, oh, yeah, there's no question. Is somebody going to talk to me? Like, somebody please come talk to me? <laughs> Strahan, I'm right here. This is my moment. Um, but no, I think that's great. And especially because you talk about the audience numbers for this one. Say what you want. Taylor Swift haters out there. But the increase oh, of viewership. Why are they hating on him? I know. But Why are they no, hating on her? No, I'm just saying. But the increase of viewership is going to be that much more because Taylor Swift is going to be there in the audience. So just saying. Just throwing it out there. Fun show today, Michael. Appreciate you. You're the man. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 